When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more r slash am I the butthole. If you love a Reddit story, don't forget to hit that subscribe button, maybe that notification bell too, and let's jump straight in to today's stories. (laughs) Much love, guys. Now, our first story does have an update. So as always, I'm going to read the original story first and then read the update afterwards. So feel free to use the timestamps if you've already heard the story just recently. And let's get started. This first story is from Throw Away Sister. Am I the asshole for not helping my sister and husband pay for their IVF treatment using my inheritance despite having no immediate use for it? I don't know what all info I should provide, so if I miss something that you might need, please do ask me and I'll answer ASAP. So I am a 25 female and my sister Ella is 31 female. My husband equals Tom and her husband equals John. Ella is bisexual and our parents were religious as fuck, so when she brought home a girlfriend in high school, they kicked her out. She never got an inheritance when our mum died. The both of us had cut contact with our parents, but I still decided to accept the money because I figured it's the one good thing to come out of our abusive life, so why not? The legal side of things were finalized a week ago. Ella and John came to see me while Tom was at work and told me they wanted to talk about something important. They said they had exhausted all of their fertility money and didn't have enough to try IVF again. I could see where this was going, so I said, I'm sorry, Ella, I understand. I was thinking about this as well, and Tom thinks it's the right thing to do too. You should have half the money. You deserve it. John tells me that's not what they wanted to talk about, but they wanted all of the money. I'm a bit taken back. Apparently, half won't be enough. I tell them that I was going to use my part, or if she didn't want the half, all of it for my daughter's college fund and another fund for her to use whatever she wishes during her teen years. I remind Ella that we always promised each other our children will be financially well off because we never had that growing up. Where I live, college is extremely expensive so despite my daughter being only three, Tom and I wanted to start this for her. I tell Ella and John all of this and Ella is just very upset at this point. John is more willing to have a conversation though. She comes back from the kitchen and says, I'm rubbing the fact that I'm a mother in her face. I'm angry by this point because I thought she loved my daughter like her own. Ella said I was sabotaging her and that I owed her for looking after me when we were kids. John said since Ella faced more struggles, she deserved it all despite knowing full well our parents hurt me regularly as well. I was not prepared to fight. My daughter needed my attention and I wanted Tom to be by my side because Ella was acting aggressive. I asked them to leave and called Tom. We discussed this again and agreed we shouldn't give them the money. Ella calls me and I pick up and she tells me she has to try again and that her relationship is rocky because they're frustrated they can't have a kid. I told her I would not give her the entire amount and just hung up. I feel guilty about all this now because I don't know if I should. Maybe since I don't have an immediate use for the money, I should have given it to her. Am I an arsehole? 
And I think I remember saying in this story, you know, that I thought it was the right thing to do at the time to, you know, split that money in half. Not like you had to or anything, but but she because she was cut out because she was bisexual. And you're seeing your strug- your sister's struggles that you offered half. And I thought that was an amazing thing to do. But then John, the partner, turns around and says, Oh, no, that's not what we want to talk about. We want all the money. And you just think, you cheeky, bloody so-and-so. And don't get me wrong. I feel for anyone that has that struggles with fertility issues and things like that. But I can't get over the entitlement to, to demand it all. You know, it's absolutely incredible. You was incredibly generous in what you did and you even reminded her about your past and what you agreed when you was younger about your kids not having to struggle when they grow up so you was going to put your half in a fund. Oh man, it's unbelievable. But let's go to the comments to see what they say and Sad Capybara and San says and quotes, you should have half of the money you deserve it. Then John tells me that's not what they wanted to talk about but they wanted all of the money. Then says, what the fuck? You offered an equal split and she went, nope, I want it all. And is trying to pull out every emotional manipulative tool in the book to get what she wants. Seems she turned out more like a mother than she'd like to admit. You're not the asshole, And you should just flat out tell her that if either her or John bring up wanting more than half ever again, they'll get nothing. Saz says, not the asshole. I think you are right and fair to offer to split the money with her, but in no way should, should she get all of it. This is a chance for you to ensure your child's future and, as her mother, it's only right for you to do so. Ella can look for alternate ways to become a mother that doesn't involve spending your part of the inheritance. Fertility problems are super unfortunate, but it doesn't give her the right to take your daughter's college money. Ewan says, and quotes, John tells me that's not what they wanted to talk about, but they wanted all of the money. And then says, um, no. The sheer brass neck is astounding. You made a generous but fair offer. You're clearly not the asshole, and you shouldn't for a moment let them make you doubt yourself. Spintacular Spinder says not the asshole. You offered half and that was generous enough. It is unreasonable of them to expect you to give them all of the money. Additionally, her relationship is rocky because they're frustrated they can't have a kid. And it says this line also concerns me. A baby can't save a marriage. In fact, it will probably make it worse. If you want to give them half, that's fine, but not a penny more. And a final comment from The Final Frontier who says not the arsehole. Honestly, I wouldn't even give her half the money after the way your sister behaved. Now we're going to stroll on over to the update to see what it says. So update. Hello. I apologize for the update being so late. Almost a month. I got caught up with everything that was going on. But now that I have a moment, I thought I'd write this since lots of you guys still want an update. I got lots of helpful tips and also understood that I was so not the arsehole. The relief I felt was huge, so thanks for helping me out. I didn't reach out to Ella or John like I initially planned now that I knew I had nothing to apologize for. A few days after though, John came over, alone, to my house and apologized for what Ella had said. But I was dumb for thinking they would stop there because John asked me about the money again. They still felt like they deserved all the money. Luckily for me, I did not have to deal with all of this for a second time since Tom was home and they talked. It ended with John threatening to sue and whatnot. Ella began posting the nastiest things on Facebook and it was embarrassing to explain everything to my friends. I just felt like I had to cut off contact. They were being aggressive and just overall so horrible to my family. I told Ella that I did not want to have contact with her anymore and blocked them all. Ella showed up with John again though, this time asking for half the money. Tom and I talked about this and we decided to not give them anything. We offered it to them even after the incident and all they did was insult us. 
We're going to use it for our daughter's future, so I know that's a sad update, but I got messages yesterday asking for one that I thought I'd still make a post. We talked to our lawyer and they really can't do anything legally and they probably won't even try because they have no money. To clarify some things, some people mention how IVF is not that expensive, but Ella chose a very particular clinic. It's their second time doing the cycle and so they decided to go for a more expensive option, though I don't know why. Hence why they needed more than their half. At least that's what they told me. We had a poor childhood, but got a big inheritance because our parents were rich. They just didn't spend any money on us. A lot of you think setting up a teen fund for my daughter would spoil her, but it's not for anything she might want for fun. It's just an emergency fund that we wanted to set up so she could use until she turns 18 in case of emergencies, or if she wants a car or for traveling or other things not related to college. An OP said this is a a sad update, but many of these updates, I never find them totally sad, you know. The fact that you stood up for yourself, you stood your ground, you said no, we gave you a chance, they still insulted you, and you said, okay, have none of the money, and then cut contact with them. I think that's an incredible thing to do. You know, we say it all the time to cut contact, and it always sounds so easy, but every single person is different, and we all deal with things in different ways. So it's not always as easy as it's made out to be. So for you to do that in this situation, being pressured like that, well done to you. I think that's an amazing update, and I think you've set boundaries, you've cut contact, and the future is pretty bright. And let's not forget you're using the money for good things. I think setting up, you know, a fund for your daughter is actually a positive in my book. But let me know your thoughts on this story in the comments below and we'll move on to the next one. And our next story comes from Throwweight12, titled, Am I the arsehole for refusing to give my father the house my grandmother left me? Some important context. My father left me when I was 10. I came home from school one day and he was gone and I was alone. My grandmother eventually took me in, but that moment gave me issues that I'm still working through. My grandmother passed away and was buried a couple of weeks ago. I saw my father for the first time in 14 years at his mother's funeral. After the will was read, we learned that my grandmother had left me her property. My father was furious. Apparently he feels he has more rights to her property than I do because she was his mother. He's been harassing me to hand over the property to him and promising that when he dies, I can have it. I don't want to give him the property because if my grandmother wanted him to have it, she would have put it in her will. My father has been going around telling the family that I stole his mother's property right from under him and I'm trying to punish him for leaving me. My family have been reaching out to tell me that even if he abandoned me, that I shouldn't forget the importance of filial piety and how being good to my father, even if he isn't good to me, is what makes a good daughter. I don't think I'm doing anything wrong, but the comments and suggestions are beginning to wear me down. Am I the arsehole? Now, my damn ass hasn't heard of filial piety i don't even know if i pronounce it right or not so we'll have a quick overview filial piety is the honor and respect children show their parents grandparents and elderly relatives filial piety is seen in many eastern cultures through submission to the wishes of parents they must help the elderly by making them happy and comfortable during the final years of their lives making elderly family members comfortable after what he did to you in your life abandoned you at age 10 years old and just bailed and the fact that your grandmother, his mum, didn't leave him the house, chose not to leave him the house, says it all what she thinks about him as well. And would you step into this person's shoes? Would you trust that man to hand over the house if he, if she was to hand it over? 
I certainly wouldn't, absolutely not. But 1-800-TURD-FERGUSON says you are not the asshole. You owe your father nothing for walking out on you. Don't even engage with him. Block his number if you have to. If he attempts to confront you in person, walk away. Put all your relatives on blast and tell him that the matter has been decided, that you're keeping the house and that you will block anyone who attempts to continue discussing the topic. A fire can't burn without oxygen, so starve this issue of all its fuel. Stoat King says, and quotes, being a good to my father, even if he isn't good to me, is what makes a good daughter. And then says, why would you want to be a good daughter in these circumstances? It sounds like you hardly know him. Not the asshole, stay strong. And by the way, that is not what stealing is, unless you can steal from yourself. Mysterious System says, not the asshole, even if you had suggested that your grandmother disinherit your father for abandoning you, you would not be the asshole. Your grandmother left her house to you because she wanted you to have it. End of story. Your father must have had little, if any, contact with your grandmother in the past 14 years, if she raised you and you didn't see him again until the funeral. His choice to abandon his responsibility to you meant that she ended up taking over. There is zero chance of you inheriting the house when your father dies. If he doesn't sell it and squander the money, it'll be left to a love interest or beer buddy or something. Keep your house. The woman who parented you wanted you to have it. Any scientist says not the asshole. tell him that if his mother wanted him to have it, she would have left it to him. She created a will for a reason. She knew he would do this. She wanted you protected. Explain to him that you're selling the house at five times the value. If he wants it, he can pay your price. Otherwise, he can go back to wherever it is he came from. And if he attempts to contact you again, you'll call the police and get a restraining order. And one more comment from Naru Map who says not the asshole. Filial piety is laughable coming from someone who literally abandoned you. Filial piety is based on paying back your parents for the sacrifices they made while raising you. Your dad didn't raise you. He left that to his mother. If you owed anyone under a filial, pi- filial piety system, it's her. Block your mooching awful father at every relative he sends after you. You stole nothing. Your father is also a known liar. He walked out on you. Is lying about you stealing. He's even lying about leaving you the house in his will. If you give him your house, he can and will leave it to someone else and leave you with nothing. Your grandmother had the right of it when she left you her house directly and bypassed your dad. When he abandoned you, he also abandoned her. You are her heir, not him. You have always been a good daughter. You were a good daughter when he abandoned you and you were a good daughter to your grandmother, the parent who showed up for you and raised you. You don't have to jump through any imaginary hoops for your awful father and idiot relatives. You are good enough. You're a good daughter. You owe him less than nothing. And just want to finish off with OP replying to that one who said, thank you for this. I am a good daughter. I would be a bad daughter by disrespecting the last wishes of the woman who raised me, who clothed and fed me, who sacrificed for me. The woman who held me and cried and paid for everything. Your comment has given me strength and set me to bloody tears as well. Now, what do you guys make of this one? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. 
Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Story. And our next story comes from anonymous365533. Am I the asshole for kicking my son-in-law out after he requested that I give my daughter more money than a younger sister due to circumstances? Good morning, folks. I'm a single father of two, Claire, 25 female and Jess, 19 female. Claire's husband and I have a formal relationship, but frankly, neither me nor Jess like spending too much time with him, but we're very, very cordial. He came over and sat with me and Jess for coffee. We talked about weather, politics and daily issues. Then he out of nowhere started talking about my assets. I felt a bit bothered discussing stuff like that, but I was happy to answer a few questions he had. I said I was planning on selling my two properties and use the money for my upcoming surgery and the rest will be split between my daughters besides the house as mentioned in my will. He talked about how unfair he thought it was that both sisters get equal inheritance, asking me to take under consideration the fact that both are at very different stages in life. For example, Claire has family to support and medical expenses, debts to cover and is a stay-at-home mum. While Jess is single, plans on being child-free, has a job already, besides Jess will probably waste money irresponsibly on greedy guys she dates instead of an investment. Jess got uncomfortable and I responded, Claire's circumstances won't change anything in my will and decision is taken. He said, Jesus, you seem to enjoy blaming Claire for making the decision to start a family at a young age, don't you? Then went about my grandchildren and my obligation towards them and their future. I said, yes, those are my grandkids, but am I the one responsible for providing them? He tried to politely explain that I should help him and Claire out and asked me to reconsider giving my Claire more than half while Jess gets less. I politely but firmly stated Jess deserves as much as her older sister gets since she's young and she needs help with college debt still. I asked him to respect my decision, wanting my will to be executed the way I want and that I don't want him to make such unnecessary fuss about it later. He just smug smiled and sarcastically said, I guess you'll just have to die and we'll see then. I was shocked like this was a joke. I got upset and stood up and pointed at the door and told him I was having none of these half polite, half mean conversations anymore and asked him to please leave. Jess asked me to take it easy, but it was already too late and the argument escalated. He said he was hurt by me kicking him out for just making a suggestion and that I was holding in all this hate for him and finally found an excuse to insult him. He told Claire about how I kicked him out for just pointing out that I'm not doing enough for my family. I get they're struggling, but I couldn't ignore how dismissive he was towards Jess, acting like she doesn't have a life. We're known to be cordial, so to hear I kicked him out was a shock to my family. Legally, I got nothing to worry about, but morally, I don't think I handled this conflict the way I was supposed to. How else were you meant to handle this situation? Dude basically said he's gonna contest your will and try and get more money by the sounds of it with his smug and sarcastic comment. Kick his ass out, absolutely. I may even consider going further and, you know, is he going to get hold of this money? Say, I, don't, I hate to talk about it, OP, but when you was to pass away, is he going to get hold of that money that you give to your daughter? And is he going to be the one using it? And do you want that for your daughter? Surely you want it to go towards your daughter and grandkids. And I wonder if there's some sort of contract or trust you can put it in so he can't access that money. And someone liked it when I pointed out yesterday. I call it again. The guy's an absolute boob. <laughs> but 
Josie Bearcat says, it sounds to me like you handled this as well as possible. He practically threatened the challenge to your will. Poor Jess, he sounds like he'd be a nightmare down the line. Not the arsehole. Victorian Platypus says, you were right. I did need to consider my will and have it updated accordingly. Half of my assets will go to Jess, the other half will go into a trust. And carries on with that quote and then says, not the arsehole, my word. He's just waiting for you to die so he can get your money. That's horrible. KB says, not the arsehole, why can't he support his wife? Sounds like a deadbeat loser. Illustrious Band says, not the arsehole, but I would speak to a lawyer ASAP. Make sure he can't get a thing. Lonnie Lee says, not the arsehole, gold diggers come in all sizes and shapes and I think your oldest daughter snared herself one. In your place, I'd work with my lawyer to ensure that arsehole could never get his hands on my daughter's inheritance. The thing you could have done better, OP, was that you could have refused to discuss your estate plan with your son-in-law. And one more from Waderman who says, not the arsehole, of course. The comment about your death could not have been more outrageous. I would have a very, very difficult time having future contact with someone who made that comment about me. To the main point, it is your money to do as you please. You can leave it all to charity for all anyone is concerned. It is kind of you to share your assets with your daughters, but they need to be able to make their own way through life. Now, what do you guys think about this one? Would you have kicked that guy out of your house or would you have dealt with it in a different way? And is there a kind of contract that they can have so he can't access it, but daughters still can? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. Now, our next story comes from Coffee Throwaway. Am I the asshole for policing my wife's caffeine intake? My wife and I, 30s, married two years. My wife frequently likes to have a cup of coffee in the evening, two hours before going to bed. I've observed that this makes her settle into bed more slowly. I've mentioned this to her many times. She has a chronic pain condition, which is probably impacted by the caffeine intake, making it harder for her to do routine things, leaving me to pick up the slack. When I've mentioned it, she says her doctor does not believe caffeine intake affects her condition. That's not really my point. It's more about her overall health being impaired by less restful sleep. This week, I decided our household should be coffee free and discarded the coffee machine and pods. I told my wife that if she'd like to drink coffee, she could get one from the cafe on the way to work. This is not a financial hardship and I rarely drink coffee in the home anyway. My wife has been very mad at me for policing a habit she enjoys and considers harmless. I noticed she has gone to bed more smoothly since the coffee left the home, but as she continues to be angry and short with me, I'm beginning to wonder if I went overboard. Am I the asshole? Yes. Now there's a way uh, of dealing with stuff that you're concerned about. You know, you approach your partner and just talking things out like an adult. However, controlling someone's behavior by throwing away coffee pods being wasteful and just taking away one of the things she likes you're not her parent my word <laughs> sarah kaz says you're the asshole your wife is an adult and wasting food products is childish i seriously hope this post is fake because i would be pissed if my partner threw my coffee pods and machine away without asking me first and quotes she has a chronic pain condition which is probably impacted by the caffeine intake Quotes again saying her doctor does not believe caffeine intake affects her condition. It says, according to her doctor, it's not a problem. If you're not a doctor, you should defer to the person who is. You are supposed to be a team. Making unilateral decisions and treating her like a child like this is ridiculous. Caffeine withdrawals are also sometimes painful, which would make your wife's condition worse, which may be why she's settling into bed faster, by the way. Quotes one more time saying, I'm beginning to wonder if I went overboard, am I the asshole? And says, yes, you did. And yes, you are 
Dubbo says you're the asshole. She's a fucking adult and your wife, not your child. Grow up and have a conversation with her about how drinking coffee are early in the day. Don't literally throw out a coffee machine that I assume you both own without even consulting her. Massive asshole. Buy her a new one with her fave pods to apologize and have a real conversation about the timing of drinking coffee and sleep, not her condition. Which, sorry, unless you're a doctor, you don't get to comment on. Webby Vanderquack says you're the arsehole. Caffeine can actually out relieve some kinds of pain. Deciding unilaterally that your household should be coffee free. Throwing out the machine and the coffee and telling your wife it should like to drink coffee. She should get one from, from the cafe on the way to work. It's a really horrible thing to do and you should be ashamed of yourself. In quotes, she has a chronic pain condition which is probably impacted by the caffeine intake. And then says I'm sure your wife and a doctor would love to see your evidence for that. Pepper B says you're the arsehole. Your wife is a grown woman. She gets medical advice from her doctor. Throwing away a coffee machine was an absolute asshole move. Stop policing, apologize abjectly for your behavior. Replace the coffee maker and the pods. Also apologize for the money you've wasted on replacing a working coffee maker and pods for no reason. Write, my wife is a competent adult, not a child. I am a husband, not a father. I am not qualified to give medical advice. It's coffee, not drugs. I would stop policing her actions like a helicopter parent from hell. 500 times apologize some more don't do it again and one more from min who says i kind of threw up in my mouth when i read this dude observed that his 30 year old wife settles into bed more slowly if she's had coffee freaky paternalistic vibes you're the asshole now what do you guys make of this one i'm a big coffee my fan myself i drink too much coffee myself i know that but if someone was to throw away my coffee pods There'd be some trouble, let me tell you. <laughs> let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we move on to the next story. And our next story is from Paper Dome. Am I the arsehole for telling my dad he can't blame my mum for my disinterest in his kids when he's the one who moved? My parents divorced when I, 17 male, was three. My dad moved five hours away, which meant seeing him one weekend a month and my mum being my primary parent. My mum had my sister Ella when I was four. She's the best. I adore my sister and would do anything for her. I don't see her as my half-sister either. She's just my sister. My dad is married to Jenny and they have four kids together ages 11 and under. I definitely think of them as half-siblings and not just siblings. I'm not as close to them and don't really value having a relationship with them, but I would say the same about my dad. Our relationship exists, but I don't care. We one day end up not talking. It's the same with his kids. It kills my dad that I adore Ella, but his kids and I don't put the same time and effort into it. He showed up for the youngest birthday party and saw me hanging out with Ella. It bothered him and his kids that I don't do that stuff with him. He blames my mum though. He said she should have done more to facilitate my relationship with them and she should be demanding I love them and treat them the same as Ella. I told him he can't blame her when he's the one who moved and that had consequences. It meant he wasn't much of a dad to me and his kids have never been more than his kids. Not my siblings, not my family, just kids I see once a month. It's like with him. I call him dad more out of habit than actual feeling like he's my dad. My mum never told me, but I know he didn't really pay child support despite his good job. And I also know he turned down having me every other Christmas. And for those of you wondering, I may or may not have some court documents as well as printed emails of conversations between them where my mum made the offer and my dad said he didn't want to drive all those hours to get me for three days. My dad is pissed that I'm blaming him. He said I'm old enough to know that I should care and that I'm old enough to make an effort because the kids adore me and it hurts them when I take no interest. Am I the asshole? 
look, you've got all the proof with all those documents that you found as well that he didn't even want to visit you, he didn't want you on Christmas. Your dad basically done this himself and this is consequences of his own actions. He never made an effort. So now these people are all just strangers to you. So why would you give any effort back? You just wouldn't. From what I get the, as from this whole post, these people are just strangers. You can't make yourself love people you don't even know. And petty me, petty me would say, show him those documents, but I don't know. Chiro Art says, not the arsehole. I feel like you know you aren't the arsehole here. You have the documents, you know the proof. He wants you to put more effort into your relationship with his new kids than he had with you. Honestly, I'd even talk to mum about seeing less of him if he wants to start making you uncomfortable. Al J Nosy Rider says, not the arsehole. He expects you at 17 to do more for your half-siblings than he has done for you as a father since you were three. You can't magically make yourself love people and your mother can't, couldn't force you to either. I'm glad she didn't try to. She sounds like a great mother and it's lovely you have a great relationship with your little sister. The Riker Maneuver says, if you want me to have a relationship with your kids, then perhaps you should lead by example. Attempt to repair the relationship you have with your own son. You haven't been my father since you moved away. You've treated me like a burden instead of your own child and now you expect me to go out of my way to make your life easier. That's not how the world works. This is on you to fix, not me. And you can start by paying mum all the child support you should have been paying all these years. And then you can move on to making me an actual priority in your life. But if you don't want to take responsibility for your shortcomings, then I see no reason to continue having any kind of relationship with you moving forward. Be my dad or don't be my dad. The choice is yours, not the arsehole. And one more from Highwood Shady who says, not the arsehole, your father made his bed, he can lie in it. If he wanted a relationship with you, he could have made the efforts. Now he knows the results of his minimal efforts. He may have regrets, but you seem like you have a good head on your shoulders. Know what is important to you and are going to live in your best life and not repeat his mistakes. Now, what do you guys make of this story? How would you deal with this situation if you was in OP's position? Let me know your thoughts, your verdicts on all of today's stories. As always, I would love to hear them. And if you do love a Reddit story and you're not subscribed yet, why not hit that subscribe button as well? Hit that notification bell. You can turn it to always so it always notifies you. Or you don't have to either. It's just the options there if you want it. Some people sometimes miss it. There's a playlist on your screen right now if you want to get involved with further stories. There's a whole bunch of them on there to get involved with. And I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com